Krishna everyone, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. You might have noticed that we're about 20 minutes late. That's because the Facebook wouldn't, wouldn't load up on my machine. And I had just posted a, a post to you to tell you that we wouldn't be able to do the reading but then, all of a sudden, it started working again. It's a great mystery. There's something going on with Facebook. So please don't mind. Be patient. Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur wrote this, or spoke this very beautiful poetic glorification of the Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. He said, In due course, Mahapralaya, devastating floods, will inundate the entire universe. If you attempt to survive by swimming in that deluge, then do not neglect to take hold of Bhagavad Gita, Srimad Bhagavatam, and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. Or if you cannot hold all three, then release Bhagavad Gita. If necessary, you may also relinquish Srimad Bhagavatam. But under no circumstances, release your hold on Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita. For if this one book remains, then the flood can do no actual damage, because after the flood has subsided, the message of Shastra can be revived from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita alone, it being the essence of all Shastra. Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda Jaya Jaya Sri Chaitanya Jaya Nityananda Jaya Dvaita Chandra Jaya Gaura Bhakta Vinda all right, Hare Krishna, dear devotees, um, here we are uh, from the live studios once again, and I don't know if the microphone is working or not. Let's see. Uh, our techie is going to check. It's all good. Okay, so they must have done some kind of update or something because we, we read on the internet that many people have been having problems with their microphones on the Facebook app. So now we're on the 17th chapter. I hope some of you are out there. Please forgive me for being so late. <clears throat> We've reached the 17th chapter of the Anchalila, the bodily transformations of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Srila Bhakti Vinod Thakur gives the following summary of the 17th chapter in his Amrita Pravaha Bhasha. So the mic's working now? Oh, I'm yelling. <laughs> Absorbed in transcendental ecstasy, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went out one night without opening the doors to his room. After crossing over three walls, he fell down among some cows belonging to the district of Tailanga. There he remained 
unconscious, assuming the aspect of a tortoise. Text 1. I am simply trying to write about Lord Gorachandra's transcendental activities and spiritual madness, which are very wonderful and uncommon. I dare to write of them only because I have heard from the mouths of those who have personally seen the Lord's activities. All glories to Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, all glories to Lord Nityananda, all glories to Advaita Chandra, and all glories to all the devotees of the Lord. Text 3. Absorbed in ecstasy, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu acted and talked like a madman day and night. In the company of Sarup Damodar Goswami and Ramananda Roy, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu once passed half the night talking about the pastimes of Lord Krishna. As they talked of Krishna, Surup Damodar Goswami would sing songs exactly suitable for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's transcendental emotions. To complement the ecstasy of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Ramananda Roy would quote verses from the books of Vijapati and Chanda, Chan, um, Chandidas, and especially from the Gita Govinda by Jayadev Goswami. At intervals, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would also recite a verse. Then, in great lamentation, he would explain it. In this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu passed half the night experiencing varieties of emotions. Finally, after making the Lord, after making the Lord lie down on his bed, Surup Damodar and Ramananda Roy returned to their homes. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's personal servant, Govinda, lay down at the door of his room and the Lord very loudly chanted the Hare Krishna Mahamantra all night. Suddenly, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard the vibration of Krishna's flute. Then, in ecstasy, he began to depart to see Lord Krishna. All three doors were fastened as usual, but Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, in great ecstasy, nevertheless got out of the room and left the house. He went to a cow shed on the southern side of the Singhadwara. There the Lord fell down unconscious among the cows from the district of Tailanga. Meanwhile, not hearing any sounds from Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Govinda immediately sent for Surup Damodar and opened the doors. Then Surup Damodar Goswami lit a torch and went out with all the devotees to search for Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. After searching here and there, they finally came to the cow shed near the Singhadwara. There they saw Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu lying unconscious among the cows. His arms and legs had entered the trunk of his body, exactly like those of a tortoise. His mouth was foaming. There were eruptions on his body, and his tears 
flowed from his eyes. As the Lord lay there unconscious, his body resembling a large pumpkin, externally he was completely inert, but, in, but within he felt overwhelming, transcendental bliss. All the cows around the Lord were sniffing his transcendental body. When the devotees tried to check them, the cows refused to give up their association with the transcendental body of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. <clears throat> the devotees tried to rouse the Lord by various means, but his consciousness did not come return. Therefore they all lifted him and brought him back home. All the devotees began to chant the Hare Krishna mantra very loudly in the Lord's ears, and after a considerable time, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu regained consciousness. When he regained consciousness, his arms and legs came out of his body and his whole body returned to normal. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu stood up and then sat down again. Looking here and there, he inquired from Surup Damodar, Where have you brought me? After hearing the vibration of, the, of a flute, I went to Vrindavan. And there I saw that Krishna, the son of Maharaj Nanda, was playing on his flute in the pasturing grounds. He brought Srimati Radharani to a bower by signaling with his flute. Then he entered within that bower to perform pastimes with her. I entered the bower just behind Krishna, my ears captivated by the sounds of his ornaments. I saw Krishna and the gopis enjoying all kinds of pastimes while laughing and joking together. Hearing their vocal expressions enhanced the joy of my ears. Just then, all of you made a tumultuous sound and brought me back here by force. Because you brought me back here, I could no longer hear the nectarian voices of Krishna and the gopis nor could I hear the sounds of their ornaments or the flute. In great ecstasy, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said to Surup Damodar in a faltering voice, My ears are dying of thirst. Please, recite something to quench this thirst. Let me hear it. Understanding the ecstatic emotions of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Surup Damodar, in a sweet voice, recited the following verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. The gopi said, My dear Lord Krishna, where is that woman within the three worlds who would not be captivated by the rhythms of the sweet songs coming from your wonderful flute? Who would not fall down from the path of chastity in this way? Your beauty is the most sublime within the three worlds. Upon seeing your beauty, even cows, birds, animals, and trees in the forest are stunned in jubilation. Purport. This verse is from Srimad Bhagavatam 10.29.40. Upon hearing this verse, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, overwhelmed with the ecstasy of the gopis, began to explain it. 
Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, the gopis entered the arena of the rasa dance in ecstasy. But after hearing Krishna's words of negligence and detachment, they understood that he was going to renounce them. They thus began to chastise him in anger. Oh dear lover, they said, please answer just one question. Who among all the youthful women within this universe is not attracted by the sound of your flute? When you play your flute, the vibration acts like a messenger in the form of a yogini, perfect in the art of chanting mantras. <clears throat> this messenger enchants all the women in the universe and attracts them to you. Then she increases their anxiety and induces them to give up their regulator principle of obeying superiors. Finally, she forcibly brings them to you to surrender in amorous love. The vibration of your flute, accompanied by your glance, which pierces us forcibly with the arrows of lust, induces us to ignore the regulated principles of religious life. Thus we become excited by lusty desires to come to you, giving up all shame and fear. But now you are angry with us. You are finding fault with our violating religious principles and leaving our homes and husbands. And as you instruct us about religious principles, we become helpless. We know that this is all a well-planned trick. You know how to make jokes that cause the complete annihilation of women. But we can understand that your real mind, words and behavior are different. Therefore, please give up all these clever tricks. The nectarian buttermilk of your flute's vibration, the nectar of your sweet words, and the nectarian sound of your ornaments mixed together to attract our ears, minds, and lives. In this way, you are killing us. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu spoke these words in a mood of anger as he floated on waves of ecstatic love. Merged in an ocean of anxiety, he recited a verse spoken by Srimati Radharani expressing the same emotion. Then he personally explained the verse and thus tasted the sweetness of Krishna. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu continued, My dear friend, the Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna has a voice as deep as a cloud resounding in the sky. With the tinkling of his ornaments he attracts the ears of the gopis and his joking words carry them indicate carry many indications and deep meanings. With the sound of his flute he attracts even the goddess of fortune and other beautiful women. That personality of Godhead known as Madan Mohan is increasing the lusty desires of my ears. Purport. This verse is found in the Govinda Lilamrita 8.5. Krishna's deep voice is more resonant than newly arrived clouds, and his sweet song defeats even the sweet voice of the cuckoo. 
Indeed, his song is so sweet that even one particle of its sound can inundate the entire world. If such a particle enters one's ears, one is immediately bereft of all type, other types of hearing. My dear friend, please tell me what, I, what to do. My ears have been plundered by the qualities of Krishna's sound. Now, however, I cannot hear his transcendental sound and I am almost dead for want of it. The tinkling of Krishna's ankle bells surpasses the songs of even the swan and crane. And the sound of his bangles puts the singing of the chataka bird to shame. Having allowed these sounds to enter the ears even once, one cannot tolerate hearing anything else. Krishna's speech is far sweeter than nectar. Each of his jubilant words is full of meaning, and when his speech mixes with his smile, which is like camphor, the resultant sound and the deep meaning of Krishna's words create various transcendental mellows. One particle of that transcendental, blissful nectar is the life and soul of the ear, which is like a chikora bird that lives in hope of tasting that nectar. Sometimes, by good fortune, the bird can taste it, but at other times, he unfortunately cannot and therefore almost dies of thirst. The transcendental vibration of Krishna's flute disturbs the hearts of women all over the world, even if they hear it only once. Thus their fastened belts become loose and these women become the unpaid maidservants of Krishna. Indeed, they run toward Krishna, exactly like mad women. When she hears the vibration of Krishna's flute, even the goddess of fortune comes to him, greatly hoping for his association, but nevertheless, she does not get it. When the waves of thirst for his association increase, she performs austerities, but still she cannot meet him. Only the most fortunate can hear these four nectarian sounds, Krishna's voice, the tinkling of his ankle bells and bangles, his words and the vibration of his flute. If one does not hear these sounds, his ears are as useless as small conch shells with holes. While Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu lamented in this way, agitation and ecstasy awoke in his mind and he became very restless. Many transcendental ecstasies combined in him, including anxiety, lamentation, attention, eagerness, fear, determination and remembrance. The aggregate of all these ecstasies once awoke a statement by Srimati Radharani in the mind of Bilma Mangal Thakur, Leela Shuka. In the same ecstatic mood, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu now recited that verse and on the strength of madness he 
described its meaning, which is unknown to people in general. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, Alas, what shall I do? To whom shall I speak? Let whatever I have done in hopes of meeting Krishna be finished now. Please say something auspicious, but do not speak about Krishna. Alas, Krishna is lying within my heart like Cupid. Therefore, how can I possibly give up talking of him? I cannot forget Krishna, whose smile is sweeter than sweetness itself and who gives pleasure to my mind and eyes. Alas, my great thirst for Krishna is increasing moment by moment. Purport. This statement by Srimati Radharani is quoted from the Krishna Karnamrita 42. The anxiety caused by separation from Krishna has made me impatient and I can think of no way to meet him. O oh, my friends, you are also deranged by lamentation. Who therefore will tell me how to find him? O oh, my dear friends, how shall I find Krishna? What, sh what shall I do? Where shall I go? Where can I meet him? Because I cannot find Krishna, my life is leaving me. Suddenly, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became calm and considered his state of mind. He remembered the words of Pingala and this aroused an, ec an ecstasy that moved him to speak. Thus he explained the meaning of the verse. Purport Pingala was a prostitute who said to hope against hope produces only misery. Utter hopelessness is the greatest happiness. Remembering this statement, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became ecstatic. The story of Pingala is found in Srimad Bhagavatam, 11th canto, 8th chapter, verses 22 through 44, as well as the in the Mahabharata, Chantiparva, chapter 174, text 65, 55. <clears throat> Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, <clears throat> If I give up hope of meeting Krishna, I shall then be happy. Therefore, let us stop this most inglorious discussion of Krishna. It would be better for us to talk of glorious topics and forget Him. While speaking in this way, Srimati Radharani suddenly remembered Krishna. Indeed, he appeared within her heart. Greatly astonished, she told her friends, The person I want to forget is lying in my heart. <clears throat> Shimati Radharani's ecstasy also made her think of Krishna as Cupid. And this understanding frightened her. She said, This Cupid, who has conquered the whole world and entered my heart, is my greatest enemy, for he does not allow me to forget him. Then great eagerness conquered 
all the other soldiers of ecstasy, and an uncontrollable desire arose in the kingdom of Srimati Radharani's mind. Greatly unhappy, she then chastised her own mind. If I do not think of Krishna, my impoverished mind will die within a moment like a fish out of water. But when I see Krishna's sweetly smiling face, my mind and eyes are so pleased that my desire for him redoubles. Alas, where is Krishna, the treasure of my life? Where is the lotus-eyed one? Alas, where is the divine ocean of all transcendental qualities? Alas, where is the beautiful blackish youth dressed in yellow garments? Alas, where is the hero of the rasa dance? Where shall I go? Where can I find you? Please tell me. I shall go there. Speaking in this way, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu began running. But Srup Damodar Goswami stood up, caught him, and took him on his lap. Then Srup Damodar brought him back to his place and made him sit down. Suddenly, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu returned to external consciousness and said to Surup Damodar Goswami, My dear Surup, please sing some sweet songs. The Lord's ears were satisfied when they heard Sri Surup Damodar sing songs from the Gita Govinda and those by the poet Bijapati. Each day and night, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu would become deranged in this way and talk like a madman. <clears throat> Even Anantadev, who possesses thousands of mouths, cannot fully describe the ecstatic transformations that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu experienced in a single day. What can a poor creature like me describe of those transformations? I can give only a hint of them, as if showing the moon through the branches of a tree. This description, however, will satisfy the mind and ears of anyone who hears it, and he will be able to understand these uncommon activities of deep ecstatic love for Krishna. <clears throat> ecstatic love for Krishna is wonderfully deep by personally tasting the glorious sweetness of that love, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed us its extreme limit. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is wonderfully merciful and wonderfully magnanimous. We have heard of no one else within this world so merciful and charitable. O people of the world, Worship the lotus feet of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in all respects. Only in this way will you achieve the nectarian treasure of ecstatic love for Krishna. Thus I have described Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's ecstatic transformation of becoming like a tortoise. In that way, in that ecstasy, he talked and acted like a madman. 
Only Raghunath Das Goswami has fully described this pastime <clears throat> in his book Goranga Stava Kalpa Vriksha, text 72. <clears throat> How wonderful it is! Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu left his residence without opening the three strongly bolted doors. Then he crossed over three high walls and later, because of strong feelings of separation from Krishna, he fell down amidst the cows of the Tailanga district and retracted all the limbs of his body like a tortoise. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, who appeared in that way, rises in my heart and maddens me. <clears throat> Purport. This verse is Goranga Stavakalpa Vriksha 5, text 73. Praying at the lotus feet. Sri Rupa Raghunatha Bhadiyara Ash Chaitanya Charitamrita Kahe Krishna Das Praying at the lotus feet of Sri Rupa and Sri Raghunath always desiring their mercy <clears throat> I, Krishna Das narrate Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita following in their footsteps. Thus end the Bhaktivedanta purports to Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Anjalila, 17th chapter, describing Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastime of retracting his limbs like a tortoise. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's transcendental ecstatic love kijai. The symptoms of those transcendental uh, madness kijai. All glories to Surup Damodar and Ramananda Roy who pacified the mind's heart by chanting verses and singing songs that exactly matched the moods of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hare Krishna. We got our Facebook back just in the nick of time. And it seems like now it's all working perfectly well. Hare Krishna. So we'll stop here. It's eight, almost 8.10. We got a little extra in, even though we started very late. And again, we apologize to all the Rasika devotees out there who are relishing these transcendental pastimes of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. If we have any reflections, if anybody's out there, we were so late, I was afraid that all of you might have run away. Have somebody? There's one comment from Bhakti Noel. Bhakti Noel, Hare Krishna. She says, Dear Maharaj, I appreciated the sentence, quote, My ears are dying of thirst, unquote, as I can relate to this and needed this transcendental sound vibration today. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hari Bol, all glories to Prabhupada. Thank you for that comment. That's the way we should all feel all the time. <clears throat> Not possible while we're in the material body to feel these kinds of things, what to speak of all the time. We just have to hear them and appreciate them 
when they are expressed by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. No one else has ever uh, demonstrated or displayed the ecstatic symptoms that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has, has displayed. They're not even in Shastra. He's the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the mood of Radharani and therefore he can do anything and he does. He wanted to taste of the glories of Srimati Radharani's love and he's doing it <clears throat> in perfection. Not possible for us to understand but we can appreciate and we can become attracted to wanting to meet Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and eventually when our hearts become pure by so much hearing and chanting and when Krishna sees that we're very serious and he chooses us then we can actually understand these things. In the meantime, just underst just try to appreciate them and be struck with wonder because that's all we can do. All you can do is all you can do and all you can do is enough. Hare Krishna. Comments from Bhakti Ben. Hare Krishna Bhakti Ben, thanks for sticking with us. <clears throat> he says, Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. I remember that you often quote, be blissful at all costs. This desperate pursuit of bliss can often cause one to feel anxious and frustrated naturally in a minuscule way when compared to these verses. Nonetheless, it seems that the path bhakti results in bhakti. In other words, the means is the goal. Hopefully I'm not misinterpreting your servant, Bhakti Ben. That's exactly right. But the context of that <clears throat> was that Vaisheshika Prabhu once asked Radhanath Maharaj what was the secret of his success. And Radhanath Maharaj said, stay blissful at all costs. What it means is that he doesn't get involved in things that are will bring him down. And that way he can help up, uplift people. If we get distracted by material anxiety, then we can't help people. But if we stay blissful in Krishna consciousness, and that's what he means by stay blissful at all costs, to stay in Krishna consciousness at all costs, I mean, we can apply this. It's a poetic description, but we can apply it like this. Whenever you're in anxiety, and Srila Prabhupada told us directly this, whenever you're in any anxiety, just sit down wherever you are, pull out one of his books, open it up from any place, and just start to read. And very soon, your anxiety will go away. Why do we say that? It's not mechanical. Because it means if one comes to the point of taking shelter of Krishna as the last refuge, then Krishna appreciates it. And gives us relief. Krishna is, in other words, Krishna is very, very kind.
Chantarupa Devi Nasi. Hare Krishna Chantarupa. She says there is nowhere to run. <laughs> Always thirsty. Yes. Correct. Once you've heard this, see, these things may sound like really far out, but the fact is <clears throat> that once we've heard these things, you know, it's very hard to hear other things, isn't it? It's hard to hear other things besides Srila Prabhupada's books. We do sometimes, we're forced to because we're in the material world and we have to live and make arrangements for our bodily maintenance and so many other things, preaching Krishna consciousness. But when we hear these things, we become uh, satisfied. There's nothing like them. Hare Krishna, what else? From Shukla Dasi. Shukla Dasi, Hare Krishna. She says, thank you Maharaj for the nectar. Hare Krishna, you're welcome. I'm just a peon trying to you know, deliver the mail. There's a comment here from Dhanitai. Haribol Dhanitai, Hare Krishna. He says, dear Srila Guru Maharaj, please accept my obeisance, Hare Krishna. I, w I would have a reflection related to text 48 as it is sometimes said that Lord Krishna's flute descends as the kartals in Kirtan and his flute as the Madanga, the Shastra as his words. Fortunate souls still have vivid connection with the sound of these while here. Very good. <laughs> Thank you. from Gopakanya Devi Dasi mm. she says to stay in daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books by your Maharaj and stay blissful I mean be in your transcendental readings <laughs> well thanks I made a vow to do this every day and I'm trying my best but it's easy because it's so blissful and be with the other devotees hearing like this is so blissful <clears throat> Bhaktin Noel says thank you for sharing this is very nice Hare Krishna oh, that was a comment actually to Tarnitai oh Bhakta Ben says, Thanks, Maharaj. There was mention of Pingala from 11th Canto. I don't personally remember anything about her. Could you possibly refresh our memory? Yeah, Pingala was a prostitute. And, you know, she would stand up in front of her door and uh, dressed nicely and uh, wait for customers. And one night she waited all night. The next night she waited all night. And during this time she started to think like here's one coming. He'll certainly like, no. And then they, he just passed by. And she kept doing this and doing this. And at last she came to the point of complete hopelessness. That this will not satisfy me. 
it's nonsense, completely nonsense. And she gave it up and she became a pure devotee. Thank you so much, everyone. Hopefully, it looks like the the Facebook people maybe have fixed the problem. Uh, we remember just before it came back to life that I that my phone just updated, so it could have had something to do with that. But whatever it is, we're happy to be back and to be back with you. And and Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Samaveda Bhakta Rindaki Jai. Go or Prem Anandi. Hari Hari Bo. We'll see you tomorrow night. Same time, same place, same topic. Pure nectar. Hare Krishna.